Good evening, boys and ghouls. This time we are diving right on into a very Christmas-themed episode with Black Christmas. I'm your host, Kevin Tracy. I'm Samantha Tomlinson. And yes, you heard that right. A Christmas movie in October? Unheard of. But this one is just up our alley because this is considered one of the first slasher movies that helped cement the genre as we know it today. But is it really the first? Uh, Christmas? This came out in October. I think this came out like October 11th. Oh, and, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but th- it, this, yeah. yeah, this came out October 11th and was released in Canada. Uh, well, it was made in Canada. I, I, I was released uh, internationally um, a little bit after that. Yeah. But uh, fun fact, it was actually released about 10 days after Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So technically it can't really be considered the first slasher movie because texas chainsaw massacre is you know a very widely popular uh slasher movie i mean and and i know it was also it was a kind of a compare to like psycho which technically in in some ways i guess you could consider a slasher movie i feel like psycho was in its a whole different like yeah, that, that that was a whole different kind of kind of monster to to, to tackle because a lot of people yeah. don't like it is in by its very nature that is a horror movie, but a lot of critics like uh, like market that as a psychological thriller, which is just a which is yeah. just a cop out. It it is every psychological thriller movie that you can be labeled as such is by definition a horror movie and it's just labeled as that way so it could be taken more seriously especially for critics and award seasons yeah 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 because i mean when, um, when was the last time you saw like a horror movie at any point go to the oscars or the emmys or, or any major uh, uh award uh ceremony well i mean get out well uh, i mean yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or Black Swan is actually. Well, I mean, that's yeah, and that's one of those. It's a psychological yeah. thriller, but it is. I will say, it is a psychological. It is thriller. a psychological thriller, like, but by like, you, but it uh, could be a yeah, horror. Yeah. No, you too. you can literally like, dissect I, any yeah. like psychological thriller and just change it to like change the classification to a horror movie, and it would be the exact same thing. And I feel like yeah, and yeah, and psychological get, thriller get would kind of fall along the same thing because it is psychological. It does have a body count towards the end, spoiler, but it is psychological from like the very beginning. Psychological thrillers, I feel like, is almost kind of uh, yeah. I agree. It's like when you throw in psychological, it does make it a little more like people are going to take it seriously. Yeah, more seriously. It, it, it's um, an easier do... pill to swallow for everyone. Yes, because yes, and. I feel like it almost, I feel like psychological thriller is almost like a, like a subcategory. It's like one of the types of. Yeah. Horror. Cause there are, but you know, there's paranormal, there's slashers, yeah. there are, you know, psychological yeah, thrillers. There's creature I feel like, features. Yeah. Know, there, there's a whole, whole. Yeah. Monster yeah. movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this movie came out, like I said, 1974. Um, 
it, it has stars Olivia Hussey. Anyone who I, I know her from, she was in the 1968 uh, Romeo and Juliet. Um, that's and that's what actually, I recognize the, her from. I was I was trying to. It's like I I recognize her from something, and I couldn't remember. Uh, the first thing I've ever I ever saw her in I ever saw her in was. Um, she was on, and I didn't get it at the time. I didn't get it till after I saw Romeo and Juliet. She was on the episode of Boy Meets World where she's like Topanga's aunt who is not uh, romantic at all. And it's when like Topanga moves and then runs back to Corey because she wants to be with Corey. And then she's supposed to go pick her up and bring her back home. And the whole joke was like, oh, she'll, maybe she'll think we're like Romeo and Juliet. She's like, no, she's never been in love and she doesn't even know who Romeo and Juliet are. And then I, I didn't, I didn't, end up, and I didn't know at all who she was because I was a kid when I saw that. And then in high school, I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's that, why that's funny. That's really funny. Um, so, uh, yeah, also in the cast, we have uh, Margot Kidder, who is probably more famously uh, known as Lois Lane in the old uh, uh, Superman movies. Uh, and it also has uh, the uh, uh, John Saxon, who plays uh, the lieutenant in this movie, and I know him probably best as uh, the as the police officer and also the father in uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, b- very much playing a similar role in both movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there were a few other people. Um, I didn't really recognize anyone else aside from those three. Um, it's not a there... star heavy cast other than those people. No, well this is a very low budget movie. It yeah. it, it it had a budget of about $600,000 and it made over 6 million. Like this movie was a massive financial hit. Um Really cuz I was reading it when it first came out it was not a huge it wasn't a huge success and critics weren't didn't really like it but it since has obviously been it's now a cult yeah. favorite. Well, well fi- financially, it did really well when it oh, came okay. out. But, but okay, critically, okay. like, critics no. picked it apart as, like, it's a generic, like, popcorn flick. It, it People have since kind of seen some of the more historical, like, impact that this movie has had in terms of, like, horror and slasher. Because this movie really did help, like, cement the, like, slasher genre and um, one one of the best examples of that is, uh, well, first of all, the the director of this movie, uh, Bob Clark. Uh, what, what, why don't you take it away on what he's more famous for, Sam? He directed a Christmas story. <laughs> yeah, you'll that's shoot like your eye out, kid. <laughs> that's like what I found out that like M Night Shyamalan wrote Stuart Little. It's one of those like <laughs> what? I mean, like. That's and wait, was Christmas story? Christmas story came later, though. That I was like, believe that, that was like so. a ten. That was like ten years ish later. Yeah, I I don't remember Christmas story's release date off the top of my head. No, uh, but I mean, it it is very common for a lot of like directors and actors, and I I know I've said this before, and I'm probably beating a dead horse with this to start in horror like Peter Jackson, like one of his first movies was Bad Taste. Uh, uh, Sam Raimi was Evil Dead. Uh, Jack Nicholson, like his very first movie, was an old horror movie. Uh, Christopher Lee, his like first acting gig was playing Dracula in the old Hammer movies uh, in like the sixties and seventies, I believe. Um, 
but yeah, no, like a lot of like well-known actors and directors like first started off in horror and have since kind of branched out from that because it's, it's very fun and easy to kind of experiment with horror. And this is just kind of like a really fun uh, movie that kind of combined a lot of elements from like previous like horror movies and threw it all together. And it made like the perfect um, cocktail for slasher movies that has since been emulated and copied and uh, used from like the 1970s all the way through the 80s and pretty much like created the entire slasher craze since then. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big, I also, like I said, I'm not a big horror person. Uh, so I don't have a ton of knowledge in this area. Um, I will say, okay, I'm going to say this right now. I, I did not expect this. I really enjoyed it. I really, <laughs> I like kind of loved it. Like I've been saying everyone like, Oh my God, we got to watch black Christmas. Um, I, I did think though that there were a lot of those tropes that are in a lot of horror movies, but I did have to remind myself that this was so early. This was again in the seventies. So this was not the very first slasher, but this was one one of of the the first. first. And And yeah, like those weren't tropes. They weren't. Yeah. Those those weren't. And I just, it was mainly towards the end when, they're trying to trace the call and they finally get it. And they're like, it's basically the call is coming from inside the house. And I, you know, that obviously has been used so many times that I, I was like, you rolled your eyes. I don't think I, I think I was kind of, yeah, I think I was kind of like a little, like, I will say this movie wasn't, you're going to have nightmares. Scary. I thought it was fun. Scary. I felt like it was, it was Oh, oh my it was like holy shit like there was kind of like those movies like i yeah. like i think there was one part in particular you might know based on my reaction yeah what I'm about, uh, um, towards the end yes yeah i, I yes. think so um, um but yeah, yeah no like one one thing i do really like about this movie is that it it's very um uh careful with how it goes about like killing uh the the very disposable cast of this movie like almost everyone who dies like i almost don't even remember their names aside from the one girl that everyone's spending the entire movie looking for well i mean Um, to be fair there's only sorry most of them do go home there's the first girl that dies the two the other two friends and olivia hussey olivia hussey's boyfriend and then the like house mother yeah yeah the house mother you do kind of they are, I'm not saying they're not disposable, but I do feel like it's, it's kind of more you it's again, I feel like with slashers, you know, who's going to die. You don't know who's not going to die. Does that I, I make mean, sense? Yeah. Like, and, and for, yeah. For, for, for the most part, you, there is pretty much like a, a very like clear layout of who is going to die. And it, and probably like the best example of how they explain this is in um, the movie Ca- uh, Cabin in the Woods. Uh, it's like, usually it's like, you know, the, the, the slut and like the jock and yeah. like the stoner and the fool. Like it, it very much like there's like a very like clear, like cutout, carbon copy, carbon copy cutout of like 
the stereotypes of like the people who typically are the ones who die first. Like if you have sex, if you like do drugs or drink or do anything that would be considered like a taboo at any given time uh, in society, you are usually the ones to die first. And and that was one thing that um, slasher movies and pretty much just all horror movies in general kind of followed a rule of kind of like killing the morally corrupt youth of of yeah of just killing people who like sinned against god or anything of that nature um but but this movie i i really enjoy how it carries out its its kills because they are very gruesome in nature but it doesn't really have like uh it, it doesn't feel like it's pulling its punches by uh having like you know very bloody kills like when when um I think Barb gets killed. Uh, like she, there's like a lot of blood. There's a significant like amount of gore, but a lot of the times when Claire first gets killed, you don't see her actually die. It, it's just, you see her like struggle and getting strangled, but you don't actually see her die. But the reveal of her death is so much more impactful than a lot of just the very generic like stabbings in uh, like the Friday the 13th sequels. Yeah. Just, there's not a lot of payoff, but this movie, it pays off almost every single time. And I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the deaths are no death is the same. They're all, they are all, I mean, well, I guess Phil, we don't really, we don't, well, we don't see her die. We just know, uh, she's dead. Like you know, it, it cut, it cuts. And yeah, and that, that's probably another, and, the same way. But still. yeah, and and, and, it, and that's another example of like the really good payoff is like you don't see her die, you know she's going to die, and then you see her dead, but you don't actually see how she dies, and it's just that sudden reveal of there she is, she's dead, and it's such a really good payoff. This was um, a lo- this this was again like I'm not I I'm, I'm familiar with the tropes and yeah. the 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 formula of it. Um, but I will say the very beginning, I there were some tropes that I was unfamiliar with because it starts off with um, the uh, point of view shot. So like the camera is the killer. Yeah, the the killer POV shots. And I I I don't think I don't think I was familiar with that trope. And you literally just see you see a person kind of walking towards a house, like you see like a silhouette of them. And then it's there, the camera, and you see them creeping into the house. And then that's, we cut to the girls in the house. And I think I was assuming it was going to be almost like a murder mystery in the beginning. Like the whole thing was going to take place that night, but it takes gotcha. place over like 24 hour period. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's like, I don't remember the exact timeline. Like, I think it was just like over like the span of like a weekend or something like that. Yeah, I think yeah, it's it's like about it's yeah, I it's, it's a it's a couple of days or something like that. It's I think it's I think it's about like 24 hours. They're having a party and then it's the next day and well, it could I don't know. It's <laughs> I, I mean, was it, under, the, based the, on the events, I thought it was about t- roughly 24 hours because they're having a party, Clara goes upstairs to pack, she's the first to die, then the next day, where's Claire? And the, like, the chatter and then the realizing, oh, wait, she's missing and, like, all that. And then it kind of just seems like it's an extended night. 
like it just goes really late. I mean, but if it could it's, be if it's, like it, like if it's twenty four hours, then like this is a very productive twenty four hours because they had like the police set up a tab and then they had to like trace the phone call multiple times. Like it it like a couple of days passed and then they organize a search uh, to find Claire to f- only discover another unrelated like. I assume unrelated dead body of that, a little girl. I was so confused about because, um, so they go to the police. Yeah. The police are, there's one particular officer. Is it Nash? Sergeant Nash? Who's yeah. being kind of an a-hole to the girls. And, uh, and is kind of, kind of unhelpful. He, he, he definitely hit like, helped cement the trope of like the incompetent police officer. But all the others were really competent and yeah. they were very like, Okay, there's a lot of weird shit going on. Uh, I mean, it might be unrelated, but let's check it out. And they first, the girls go to him. He's kind of being a jerk saying, oh, maybe she just, whatever, ran away. Uh, who knows? And then uh, later, yeah. Okay, we'll say the search mixed confused me because you have the mother of that kid, of that girl. She's telling the cops like, hey, my daughter, I think something's wrong. She was supposed to be home hours ago. And then they're organizing a search. And I thought the search was for the girl. And they were also looking for Claire. Yeah, I, I think they, they were found just the like girl. trying to come. Yeah, they were, I think they were just like combining efforts of just like trying to find both Claire yeah. and the, uh, uh, the missing girl. And then they just happened to find the girl mid search of like trying to find Claire. And it just, ended up happening that way and there's not really any information on whether the girl was same killer whether it was related or not or it just i part of me assumes it is but there's no real there's no evidence that support to to, there's no evidence for or against yeah that's one thing that i really like about this movie is that it does leave a lot of unanswered questions and this, this is probably like the biggest spoiler in the movie but the the best example of that is that the identity of the killer is never revealed and i absolutely love that and that's the one thing about this movie that hasn't really been uh copied in other horror movies no um because a lot of the times the the main star of the horror movies is the killer like halloween michael myers friday the 13th jason Voorhees, nightmare on elm street freddy krueger they make a huge star and uh, uh like a recognizable like face or mask with the killer and it gets to a point where like everyone's rooting for the killer it's like oh yeah killer killer so but in those cases we don't know we know yes michael myers and jason Voorhees, but we don't like they never take off the mask, so we don't know who it is. I correct? mean, or you? I know, or is I mean, it you do? I, I don't know. Well, I mean, they 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 do know their identity, like that. That is their name, and it is very like established, like facts. Oh, and, like, okay. A couple times, that like their mask does get removed. Like, I, I'm not super familiar with the Halloween sequels, but it it is. In, in the first one, like, he escapes from a mental asylum. Like, he doesn't wear, like, that mask, like, all the time. So, like, people do know what he looks like. Yeah. Or, or at least, like, the doctor who who is, like, trying to, like, track him down and bring him back to the asylum or kill him. And in Jason, uh, in the Friday the 13th sequels, um, like, Jason doesn't even get his, ho- like, hockey mask till, I want to say, the third movie. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, the first one, the killer's his mom. 
and then he kind of shows up oh. the very end. Spoiler. Uh, and okay. then the second one, he shows up and he's wearing like a burlap sack. I think he gets the the hockey mask at the end of that movie, or he just gets it in the third one. I I don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen this, but they are like their identity is like are very well established to either the audience or uh like a certain member uh of like the cast or like the the actual like victims, and that information is then later shared, and they're like either believe him or scoff at the idea, and then eventually get killed. But this movie. It's a complete mystery. No one knows who this killer is. There's a couple suspects, mainly the uh, boyfriend of um, uh, Jess, yes, uh, Olivia, Olivia Hussey. Yeah, Olivia yeah. Hussey. Like, there, there's a lot of speculation of if this guy was the killer throughout uh, most most of the movie, but it, it's never really. Um, it, it ends up not being him, and they never allude to who else it could be. Yeah. So he basically. Okay, so the thing about, so Peter is the boyfriend, and we find out, uh, Jess goes to tell him, hey, I'm pregnant, and I don't want to be pregnant, I'm going to have an abortion. And she didn't even want to tell him, because she knew he would obviously be upset by all this. And he is trying to talk, and he, later in the movie, uh, comes over and he says, I'm going to leave the he's a penis he's like i'm gonna leave the conservatory and we're gonna get married and we're gonna have a baby and she he and and she's like i you know no like you shouldn't have to give up your dreams i don't want to give up mine i don't want to get married to you we're not getting married it also just seemed like their relationship was like it's not even just that she doesn't want to have the baby it's more of that it just seemed like she was already kind of done with this relationship like she didn't want to be with him anyway and yeah like it, it, it definitely the seems baby like she was like, like trying yeah irrelevant. yeah yeah she, yeah yeah she definitely like was trying to like i i want to end this and this is like the only way i can do this and uh this is yeah and he storms out of the house and the that's when the well the cops are showing up because now they've been they're they're yeah, they're they're trying to put a, a tab on the phone because throughout the movie they've been getting a lot of very very obscene phone calls. They are. Um, I don't. Yeah, it's, like it's, for for nineteen seventy four, like this is some like really dirty language. Um, I I'm not gonna say yeah. what they're gonna say on this podcast because I don't want it to get age restricted or anything like that. I mean, but yeah, we're all, yeah, like, I, I'm, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's like it's, you, you you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> but yeah, it is. It is yeah. some pretty like strong language, like because I I never really told you what this movie was about, other than the fact that it's a slasher movie. What were kind of like what was like your kind of reaction to to some of these moments in the movies, like especially the phone calls? I think the first time I was just kind of like this. It, it more just it got creepier, but the first one I obviously assumed it was the person who will be the killer. I. I don't really remember my reaction. I think I was just like, damn, like, oh my, I think I, oh, <laughs> I was watching this uh, and my dad was at the like fridge, like getting ice or whatever. And it's really loud. So I turned up the volume and I think my mom <laughs> was hearing it downstairs. I'm like, what are you oh watching? My God. Like, it was for a second. And I think there's no way she, I don't think she heard it super clearly, but she probably heard some of it. But like, yeah, it, it's pretty beyond vulgar and 
like we don't even want to say it. That's how bad it was. Yeah, but like, no, it, it, yeah, it, it's definitely something to to kind of, I guess, experience for yourselves because we're not going to say it. But it is really. Um, but I think what it's even in the the first the first call is just really vulgar and crude, and the rest are like. It's like a scene is playing out, but they don't know who's talking or who, what, what it is. And this is, yeah. So they keep getting these calls. They, the cops decide to, after finding the girl in the woods and they're finding, oh, the sorority girl is missing. Yeah. What's weird stuff's going on. Let's watch this house. And they tap the phone and Peter calls her later or actually, I think it was after just after this part, Peter leaves and then kind of like hides out behind a tree. And yeah. then he later calls and he's saying, you want to kill our baby? You want to kill our baby? And then she tells the cops, I'm pregnant and I want to get an abortion and he didn't take yeah, it well. But, yeah, uh, because, yeah, because the cops have like have like a tap on there. So like they're listening to like all the phone calls going in and out. Um, but I, yeah. I, I thought... For a while, I kind of thought maybe it was Peter. And then once I realized that they were very obviously setting it up to be Peter, I'm like, it's not. But I will say, when Barb dies, you that's probably the most we ever see of the killer. It's yeah, still we, we, we only ever Yeah, we only ever see his eye. That's the only thing that we see, like, clearly not in shadows. But his hair was somewhat, again, it's, it's in shadows. His hair was somewhat similar to Peter. I, for a second, I'm like, oh my god, it's Peter. But then I'm like, it can't, it wouldn't make sense for it to be Peter. It would have made, if, if he had found out before, like, earlier in the movie, like, but when, like, it didn't make sense because Claire died before he knew. So yeah. it wouldn't really make sense for him to be a killer. Um, but we actually, yeah. So once I, once it was very evident that it wasn't once it, it, the more, the more, uh, evidence against Peter, the more I'm like, it's not Peter. And then, uh, the very end, you know, there is a somewhat sort of fight with the killer. Again, we don't know who he is. This part I thought was just very like, this would be creepy no matter what. Olivia Hussey is down in the basement. She's trying to hide. She hears, sees somebody walking outside, like against the windows, and yeah. it's Peter, and he comes in. After breaking a window. Breaking a window, coming in, and he's just like, what's wrong? But he's kind of like laughing, smiling, like she's being ridiculous because he doesn't know what's going on. But uh, like, and then there's a scream, and then. Like, it's just very, and then you see later, you think both of them are dead. The cops come in. No, it's just him. She fought off whoever the killer was. And we then, they kind of just are pinning it on Peter, I guess. But then they, you hear the phone ring again. So yeah. they're and, still there. Yeah. And, and that, that that's actually a really funny uh, little tidbit is that during the final credits, you con- you hear a phone ringing constantly throughout the entire time. Yeah. Which and I, 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 I absolutely love that detail. I just, so this is going to take us back to Claire because the cops I thought were, I was surprised at how like they were being meticulous and they are not, no, they weren't being meticulous, but they were no. paying attention and they well, were. Well, J- John Saxon was being meticulous. Yes. Everyone else was just kind of there. Well, the thing was when they're all the first day, where's Claire, where's Claire? 
I thought she was in her room because she so she's killed. She's suffocated with like a plastic, uh, like a dress garment in her yeah. room. And I thought and she's basically wrapped in it in a rocking chair and her cat, the cat was pawing. Oh, God. But like, I was like, oh, <laughs> like I was like, oh, no. But um, it. I thought she was in her room the whole time until until yeah. Mrs. Mac goes up into the at- attic and sees her and that's yeah. when she dies but i thought she was in her room and so i'm like why doesn't anyone just like go in her room and like knock on the door or, like whatever why isn't that the first thing and then for the and then the cops i'm like the killer is still calling they are all in the house why not either a get maybe just get the girl put her in the hospital like she's been through hell i don't think she <laughs> wants to still be there but also like um, why didn't they check the whole house? And it's, I'm assuming it's because they think they have the evidence. They think they have the person, but like, I don't know. I just bothered me how they were, uh, the Lieutenant was doing like putting in a lot of effort and a lot of them were putting in a lot of effort, but some of them I'm just like, but overall I'm like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? And I kept saying, look at her room. Open her door. Look at her room. And then I was like, oh, no, she's not even in the room, so it wouldn't matter. But Yeah, and and they do search her room when uh, her, her dad shows up, like, the next day after she fails to show up for, for him to pick her up. Uh, so, they, so they do check her room with um, Claire's dad and the, the house mother. Like, they check it, like, the very next day, and she's not there. And it's later revealed oh, that she's okay. by the yeah. window in the attic and it's and it's being pawed at by the cat that ev- like everybody seems to want to look for <laughs> it's like it's just like the household cat and i did think that part was so she's again just wrapped in this garment just in a rocking chair against a window and it's one of those things like no one's gonna look up there but if you did look up there like uh there's a dead person <laughs> like it is creepy yeah. and i think th- this was one of the one one of the creepiest moments when mrs mac is there were a couple of moments where i thought she was i mean i knew she was gonna die but there were a couple of moments where i thought oh is she gonna die is she gonna die and then like it was just like i was just waiting for it to happen yeah. and there was all these like there were these scenes that were trying to show that she's a drunk because she has she hides liquor all over the house Oh but yeah, I, the house mother literally hides one in like the 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 bowl of the toilet, or a, and in a book. A, yeah, in a book. I think I think she had one in her medicine cabinet when she's brushing her teeth. But I was just kind of like, there was all these moments where she's by herself, and I thought she would hear a sound, and she's like, and I just kind of thought, oh, is she gonna die now? Is she gonna die now? And I was just kind of, it was more just establishing that she drinks. There wasn't, I don't know. It just there were a lot of these unnecessary, a couple of these unnecessary. Uh, scenes of like okay she's in here I think the most like the only scene that obviously was needed to stay was when she's packing there's a taxi outside waiting for her she's looking for the cat goes up into the attic and then sees Claire and then turns and sees some she sees a guy with like a hook and he throw oh god that was and then she just yeah pulled up it was it's pretty, it is pretty, apparently it was supposed to be even more graphic, which I feel like it was, I I think it was the right amount. I feel like yeah. it would have been way too much if it was more graphic. Yeah. Like, like, like it, it's not necessarily like a, like a particularly gory movie, but the kills that do, ha- 
that I, I was kind of saying this earlier is like the kills that they do have in this movie, it, it doesn't feel like it's pulling its punches, but it is reserved enough to like not show every kill in excruciating detail, like uh, with Barb, for example, which is probably like the bloodiest kill in this entire movie. Yeah. Um, it, it is very well done, and I absolutely want to give a shout out to the person who was like the cinematographer of this movie because there were a lot of really done really well done shots of the killer and when peter's like going through the basement and his whole face and body's in shadow until he kind of like confronts uh uh not uh jess yeah. <laughs> i was drawing a blank on her name and his his like half of his face is in shadow and it's like Oh, like, and it's the same eye that's um, yes revealed that that was the killer. It's like that's a really like subtle moment that is probably going to register with Jess because like that's the same side of her the killer's face that she saw. So it's like she's going to immediately register that he's the killer, even though we as the audience already know that he can't be the killer because they got the calls in the ha- like from the house when he was at the party in the beginning of the movie. That, okay, that for me, that was the, that was the holy shit creepiest moment was she is, oh, she gets a call from the, again, they've been tapping her phone, they finally have the call, she gets, she has the killer on the phone long enough that they find out the killer killer is in the house, they, and I just did like this part, they're like, okay, Nash, you gotta call her, tell her to come outside, I'll be there in five minutes, I thought he was saying all this, I'm like, why don't you guys drive and say all this, like, you're being a little too not cavalier with yeah. this. Yeah, and he and Nash calls. He's like, okay, like he's trying really hard to keep his cool. And then he, she, he's like, oh, I'll go up and get my friends. She's like, no, just go. He he should have just said, uh, go outside, and and Lieutenant's gonna be there in a few minutes. Just just step outside. Like if yeah. he didn't say anything, but he basically he doesn't. He's not supposed to say that the killer's in the house, but he lets it slip. And she's screaming for like like Barb. Phil, add to me. I gotta say this now. She has, little segue, she has an incredibly alluring voice. Like, it's crazy. She's got this, like, light accent, and I've never seen her in every single thing. Even in Boy Meets World, she has this accent. And she's, like, I guess... Yeah, it's, like, it's, like, vaguely British. It's it's hard to pin. She's, like, born in Buenos Aires and then uh, grew up in, like, London. But, I think. But, um... But yeah, she goes up, opens the door to Barb's room and sees Phil there also, along with Barb, both killed. And she like freaks out and falls and then looks and sees the killer is right behind the door. And he's like looking at her through the crack of like the door hinge. And he's like talking to her, calling her Agnes. Yes, like Agnes, it's me, Billy. And throughout like the phone calls he's making, like, he, he's almost like telling a story of like something like that really bad happens. Like where's the baby and like making all these like weird and obscene like noises and sounds. And yeah, uh, it, it, it seems like there's like a very like, like messed up story that made him kind of want to go out and do this. Um, but that that's the one thing about this movie is that there's no answer to why this killer is doing this. And that's one of the main things why this movie keeps bringing people back because every once in a while, you might be able to find a clue, but for the most part, it's it's very up for interpretation. But it's not like a movie where it's like, Oh, the 
killer could be any of these characters because yeah. it's there's not there's no I mean there's there's no way it's the, any of these characters I and mean, the only one you think it could be would be Peter but it can't be Peter like yeah. um I was dying to know who was going to be the killer I'm like who is it <laughs> I wanted to know so bad and I also but also yeah uh yeah like we said part of the reason they didn't do this was because like you know Jason and uh, Michael Myers they are yeah are stars and a lot of them like like a the killer and like Nightmare on Elm Street like you know why they're doing this and I know in some cases not all but I know some cases you're you can like relate to them or like like you know any villain you can in a sense understand why they did this um again this is not every villain this is only some uh but like this is the one where you have no idea why you have I I know there's been like a few remakes of this and yeah there there, there was one in 2006 and there was one I like think a, it came out like a year or two ago yeah I I have not seen either of them uh, but apparently they have gotten horrendous reviews I just know um one of them it says I don't know if it's both or at least one I think it's the the 2006 one it it says that someone it's someone who used to live in the house and so basically it it was like let me let me look it up but it was essentially information that i was like believing like okay i think the idea is so the killer is kind of universally we don't know that but like he's kind of considered called we believe he's billy like that's the name he's been kind of given but like we don't yeah, know he, for sure yeah he, he more or less gives him him calls himself billy like towards the end of the movie it's like and he calls jess agnes yeah hey agnes it's me billy and in like that really creepy uh voice that he does but yeah that's more or less like the only identity that is ever given to him in this movie so okay on oh damn okay so on imdb the for this is the 2006 black christmas it the first uh Synopsis says on Christmas Eve, an escape maniac returns to his childhood home, which is now a sorority house. And in the second one, I think it is a. Oh, uh, my from, God, from it what, is a lot from, more from, detailed. And yeah, I just, from, from, from yeah, from from what I, I, I know, the second one, like the second remake almost has nothing to do with the original. And it's like a, 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 a rival fraternity is doing like some like blood cult and is trying to kill off a bunch of members of like the sorority or something like that. That's that, this is all what I've seen from the trailer. I haven't seen the movie, so I could be completely wrong, but that's it. It gives off a completely different vibe than, than the original. It's, I think basically the, it's giving this, like I've heard, I, I heard that a, it, uh, this took place in the same universe as the, as this black Christmas, the original, I don't, okay. I don't, again, I haven't seen this, but basically, uh, I don't, it's pretty messed up. <laughs> I would say, go on IMDb, Black Christmas 2006, one of the uh, summaries is, I'm assuming in that, in that movie, you find out a lot more about the killer, because it's pretty screwed up, some of the stuff that it says in there. But like, essentially, I kind of view it as maybe that's the backstory for this killer, and it's just it's because it's not really it's as an audience you want to know but 
I've, you know, for the sake of the characters, it doesn't really affect them to know why it's more just, it's not, I mean, yeah, why are they, why is he doing this, I guess, but it doesn't really change yeah. anything in the story, like. No, 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 and I, I actually, I really like that they don't reveal who the killer is, and there's a lot of mystery, because it, 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 it's the one unique thing about this movie that sets it apart from all these other uh, slasher movies, even some of the more generic ones like Sleepaway Camp or, or Slumber Party Massacre or any any of the other movies that kind of fall along a similar category as this. And um, another thing that we, we kind of haven't fully addressed is that this is one of the movies that kind of took place during a non-scary holiday uh, of, of this being Christmas. Um, and pretty much like ever since this movie came out, they have pretty much done to like they've done Christmas to death, they've done Halloween to death, and they've pretty much like covered every other major holiday uh, since then, from like My Bloody Valentine to I guess even Thanksgiving technically counts as a slasher movie. I just thought of a I just thought of a slasher movie for a holiday that doesn't happen, or not a holiday, but like leap year. There's one extra day for killing to happen or something. Oh my gosh. Quick trademark that. <laughs> um, um, yeah, there there is actually quite a few horror movies that take place in holidays that are not either not just not a holiday, but a holiday that's not Halloween. Like, yeah. there's a couple I mean, of Christmas ones, or there's a lot of yeah, Christmas ones actually. There's oh, there's a lot of Christmas ones. There's Silent Night, Deadly Night. There's Krampus. There's uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. oh, what was it called? Um, Santa's sleigh. Um, oh. El elves. Uh, these are just the ones that I've seen that I know off the top of my head. Um, like all the Black Christmas sequels. Um, there was a episode of Tales from the Crypt. That was in like the Tales from the Crypt movie that took place during Christmas, uh, so I feel like that counts because it technically wasn't a movie. Um, yeah, there, there's just been so much like horror movies around Christmas. Um, hell, I think even Gremlins technically counts. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was very kind of interesting because this is one of the first movies that kind of take took place and took, a, for the most part, a very joyous and celebrated holiday. And kind of spun it on its head, and it's like, yeah, even messed up stuff can happen on Christmas because Christmas is supposed to be kind of like the time of year where you're supposed to feel safe and at home and comfortable, but that also makes you vulnerable and ripe for ripe for uh, uh, a killing, uh, which I feel like this movie kind of uh, emulates by making it seem like anyone and everyone can die during this. Yeah, it's it's a very Again, like we said, it's very clear, like, who's gonna die, but it's still, like, this, it's, the, the unknown and the fact that it's never, an there's, the questions are not answered is just yeah. why it's, it's gonna, it's just, like, it will always consistently be creepy, because you're not gonna, there's no reveal. And, like, yeah, there are uh, a couple, like, like, almost reveals, but, like, not really. <laughs> You, yeah. you see, like, a, you kind of see, like, a silhouette of a face, uh, the eye, and, like, you see there's a part where he, like, the killer grabs uh, Jess's hair as she's, like, running away, um, but you don't ever see who it is. Yeah, and yeah. All, all, all we know is that it's a white man with 
shaggy-ish hair and has a brown brown eyes. I, I forget what color his eyes are already. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it, it, there's there's it's such a vague and non. It, it's not enough of a description to like narrow down any person that we've either seen in this movie so far or anyone in particular because it's such a vague description hell i match the description of the killer like (laughs) most of aside from like the shaggy hair but like that's something you can change automatically like aside from that i match the description of the killer oh my god am i the killer oh damn (laughs) oh no Um, i see i I killed someone in 1974 i do have i do have uh i do have a question there was something i did not i mean i didn't get and yeah shoot uh uh, so the sorority girls go to the police station and they ask for the number of, of the house. And she yeah. said it was fellatio. Yeah. And then later, uh, one of the other like cops is like crying, laughing over it. And I'm like, am I missing something? Is that. Do, do, do you not know what fellatio is? No. Oh my god! If it's something that you don't want to, have to I, I I I feel like this is something that's going to be cut from the episode anyway. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> no, this is staying in now. <laughs> I didn't. Um, it, I see. Okay, I didn't it, want to bring it up because I figured it was something I was supposed to get, and I just didn't understand it. it. It's a blowjob. That's what that oh. means. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! But I did. Oh, that's going but in. The thing is, that's, that's totally going in. But the thing is, like, I feel like that would have been because there's a scene later where, uh, wait, what's the what's the lieutenant's name? Uh, the lieutenant, uh, that's played by John Saxon yeah. is uh Ken Fuller. Okay, Fuller. Lieutenant so Fuller. he's like, uh, so uh, the other the other cop that he works with is like laughing hysterically and he yes, finds as, out as rightfully he should. And, He's even credited as laughing detective. And he, they're like, uh, Nash. Uh, and he's just, and I feel like it's a scene. It's like a comic, it's comic relief. It's supposed to, Oh, absolutely. But I, and I'm like, I did kind of weirdly, I'm like, I was actually thinking, do you know how, cause how messed up, like they just found a dead kid in the arc a girl in the park i think it was she like 13 or something and yeah well i mean basically a kid but like everything it's right before the holidays it's got to be this really like heavy like i can only imagine how like messed up like how fat like the the weight that would you that would ever have the drama and the the pain and the like depression but like i thought it was this weird like almost kind of humanizing like how good it must feel to laugh yeah like, like, hey you, you got you got to take your comedy where you can get it and uh, especially yeah. with a shitty job like that where like murder is abundant um <laughs> but like i i just thought like i and the thing is i did like the scene the problem was i didn't I didn't know the term, so. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, that is, that's hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, what are your uh, final thoughts on the movie Black Christmas? Do, do you see this as more of a staple for 
uh, Halloween, since it is kind of a very fixed staple for, for slasher movies, or is it a jolly Christmas movie that will now be a part of your family tradition? Um, You know, I feel like when it comes to... I think this is a movie... Honestly, I feel like this is a movie you could watch any time of year. Any time of the year. Um, I feel that, yeah, like, it, it's appropriate Halloween. It's appropriate Christmas. I supposedly... Uh, Elvis really loved this movie and would watch it at Christmas. And I mean, I totally would watch. I I, I kind of want to make this a, a Christmas like with uh, next, a constant thing after in, Die in Hard. After Die Hard, hell yeah. Um and yippee ki yay, motherfucker. And actually, I forgot to mention this before. Um, uh, Olivia Hussey, I guess, was in talks to do the movie. It was movie Roxanne with Steve Martin. And when they met, he said, you're in one of my, like, all-time favorite movies. And she assumed it was Romeo and Juliet. And then he found out it was Black Christmas. Which I just, <laughs> like, of course it is. Um, um, but yeah, anyway. Um, I think, I, I, first of all, I think this is a movie that really anyone can can enjoy. Um, it's, yeah. it's, it's definitely fun. There are, I think I said this before, there were a couple of scenes where I'm like, this is not relevant. Like, this this seems like a deleted scene. Or an extended scene. Like, I don't need to see Mrs. Mack muttering to herself in the bathroom. Like, they're just, you know, things <laughs> like that. Um, but it is, it is creepy. And a lot of it is, again, it has a lot of the tropes. But, you know, it is so early on that these are not tropes (laughs) these are just yeah yeah and so uh, yeah i just i thought it was i thought it was a really fun movie um it was it was a very just it was a it wasn't because it's definitely more of like it's not like a heavy heavy like story it's more just they're all dealing with things going on in their lives and then oh a killer shows up yeah um yeah, I don't know. I just i I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very pleasantly creepy. It wasn't like nightmare creepy. I will say the last couple of nights, like if I come out of the bathroom and it's like dark, I like keep the <laughs> light on and then like I open the door and okay, nothing's there. I'm just gonna go and walk to my room. Like, like I mean, I know nothing's there, but it's that uh that fear of the dark, that 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 primal fear. Overall, I yeah, I think this is definitely this is a movie you can definitely watch at Christmas or Halloween. I don't really. Yeah, it is called Black Christmas, but it is a slasher film. It came out in October. Um, yeah, it yeah, it came out in October and then was released in uh, the U.S. because this was made in Canada. This was released in U.S. Uh, December twentieth. This is also um, so like you know how like Die Hard. There's the debate of it's a christmas movie it's not a christmas movie this i feel like yeah i mean it's the reason it's more of christmas is irrelevant other than the girls there why most of the house most of the house is empty yeah because it's taking place during christmas break for because that. it could have been and you know for that matter it could have been like spring break or like yeah. any it could have really been any 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 anything going on why that school school's not in session you know so yeah. uh christmas is kind of irrelevant the only reason why 
it, it, I do kind of like that it is set at Christmas is because like you said, Christmas is like uplifting and a safe holiday where you spend it with family. And there's literally a scene where, um, as Barb is being stabbed upstairs, which also yeah. don't keep a bunch of glass pointy, <laughs> like figurines above your bed. Not, I mean, even if, even if, Aside from the fact that a killer could walk no, in, no, no, right? like I don't, I don't, I don't think that's above her bed. I think that's on the dresser next. Oh, to her bed. but I was still like, even then, I was like, it's still too close to yeah. it could fall. But like, yeah. uh, especially for Barb, since she is drunk throughout this entire movie. Yeah, Barb was kind of great. She was, she was an alcoholic. Let's be was, honest. She was really, she was funny and she's really entertaining. But um, she's being, uh, she's upstairs getting killed, and there's a group of like kid carol like children carolers coming to the house and olivia hussey opens the door is listening to them and then one of the like adult chaperones is like oh get into the car guys because you know there was someone murdered yeah they just found out that the little girl uh from the search party was like killed or found dead um uh yeah no and uh one thing about the title of this movie is that producers or of like the studio involved in it wanted to change the title from Black Christmas to something else because they were worried that people were going to think that it was a black exploitation movie because a yeah. lot of the times because a lot of the times in like the nineteen seventies that there was a, like a lot of like black exploitation movies like you know like Blackula and stuff like that and uh, a lot of the times uh, people were worried that if the word black was in the title or mentioned at any point. Uh, oh, this is clearly a black exploitation movie. Um, yeah. So they they, but I mean they. I'm glad that they stuck with Black Christmas because I feel like that's a way more creative title than the overly generic title that they were going to change it to. I mean, I already forgot what it was. And I literally looked it up like five minutes ago. It was like, I think Silent Night, Evil Night, or something. Something like that. Um, yeah. Which like I, I might be getting like I might be getting mixed up with like Silent Night, Deadly I, Night, which is already like an existing movie. I think it was Silent Night, Evil Night, and which I don't yeah, think is that sounds about right. Which yeah, Black Christmas is kind of a generic. I was I was literally thinking of it like because I don't know. I it's it's supposed to be kind of uh, parodying White Christmas, and it's Black Christmas, and it's dark and yeah. twisted and i was literally you know, i never really thought of it like i that. was thinking of it like i don't know and just my first thought i don't know why was instead of like last christmas because i was literally like like i don't know twisted song like black christmas you stabbed me in the heart <laughs> you, oh my gosh the did you you suffocated my sorority sister like like I don't know. Oh, uh, really? Really rolls off the yeah, tongue. Sam. Yeah, I can't wait. To, I can't wait to listen to this on the radio. <laughs> but um, yeah, it. Don't quit your day it job. Had, it had the yeah. It had the Silent Night, Evil Night, and then it wasn't doing as well, so it changed it back to Black Christmas. Which Black Christmas is simple, which, and it yeah, it's a it's a twisted Christmas story. Yeah. I mean, then again, it yeah, could be uh-huh. it could be Black Easter or dark spring break I, again like the christmas is more it it's that gives it murder memorial day christmas it's because i feel like we've all been there of the yeah, murder memorial day it's it's that sense of you know like <laughs> the end of you know it's like christmas breaks here or you're finishing up finals in school or you're in college and you're packing to go home it's that sense of like yay it's christmas like i get to go home and 
whatever. It's and like, oh, I'm safe now. And so I do kind of like that. That it's yeah, it's like a it's like a um, that familiar safety net that I feel like a lot of us have felt that like familiar excitement. And so I, I feel like it wouldn't really in it with that aspect of it, that like vibe I felt it wouldn't really work in any other holiday, but it could work with any other holiday. Just that, uh, again, like you said, that like safeness of Christmas is kind of what get, yeah. makes it like a nice little like contrast. Yeah, no, and I, I I really like that for for like Christmas horror movies, which is kind of its own whole subgenre in and of itself, which this movie kind of helped create. Um, but uh, my my final thoughts on this movie, um, I I absolutely love this, and it it does use a lot of the the formula that and tropes that we kind of take for granted today, like. The, the killer POV shots, the calls are coming from inside the house, the final girl, the 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 fake out reveal of the killer and the incompetent cops. It it, it was all elements that were kind of just single elements in other horror movies like Peeping Tom, a, a lot of like almost technically you could technically consider slasher movies from like Italian movies. Um one of them being Black Sabbath from like who who kind of like helped create like the college come from inside the house and kind of parried it all the way from to to scream. Um, but th- this is like the movie where it kind of combined all those elements and created like this perfect cocktail where four years later was uh, used again in uh, Halloween four years later by John Carpenter, who absolutely loved this movie Um and it has since pretty much been reused, recycled ever since. And I absolutely love that. And I, I, I really like the fact that the one unique thing about this movie uh, is that the killer is never revealed. And I don't think that's like a thing that has really been replicated in um, a lot of the slasher movies that I've seen since then. Um, it, it, it's just a really nice and unique element that, that keeps this movie uh, separated uh, from the rest that kind of saturated the market around this time. And after it kind of created this whole slasher craze, um, I would definitely recommend this as either like a, both a, a family friendly Christmas movie and a, a fun horror movie. Uh, Cause I, and I was very surprised that you, you like this one, Sam, cause I figured out of all the horror movies that we were going to be covering this month, this was going to be the one that you liked the least. So th- this was actually a, a very, pleasant surprise that you enjoyed this movie as much as I you think, did. I think uh I kind of it's it's kind of been it I knew it but it's been confirmed I feel like as we're you know doing horror this month but I kind I realized I I there are I'm not really into the genres there are a couple of genres I do I do really like but um for the most yeah. part I feel like it's just there are certain aspects that I always there are there are a variety of aspects that I look for in a film and if any of them or most of them are in something i'm probably even if it's like a bad movie i'm still going to have fun <laughs> and i mean i mean you've you've seen thanksgiving that's like one like the bad I, movies <laughs> i saw that very detailed review of thanksgiving and i do want to watch okay but um i kind of want to watch oh, it oh it is um, oh but um <laughs> it's yeah. it's not as funny as i thought it was gonna be but um uh this had like this for me had like the it was very suspenseful and 
it was like that kind of perfectly creepy that you're not like hiding behind a pillow because you're scared. You're just kind of like, oh my god, like you're on the edge of your seat. Like, like it, it, it was like it was like like a fun thrill. Like it was like fun suspense, and so yeah. that's why I was enjoying it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think I expected to like it as much as I did, and then I, I did. We should get to the important question. Kevin, is there anything... Did you think this was real? Is there anything in Black Christmas that seemed real to you? I, I think the... For the most part, I think it was a very believable story of not knowing who the killer was because, you know, in, in real life, you don't know who it is until it's already kind of figured out. You, you Like, you, you're not there for, like, the police investigation. You're not... Nancy Drew figuring it out. So I really liked that there was that really big element of mystery. I think the only thing that I think was kind of um, skimming the realm of possibility was the fact that even when the police were involved with searching for um, the the missing sorority girl, um, uh, even when her, her dad was involved, was that they didn't search the entire sorority house like from from basement to attic where her her body is she's in the attic yeah so, so like that, that that was like the only thing that it was like why didn't they search the house I, like, thank I feel you like, like yes. i feel like that would have uh that, that would have solved a, a quite a few problems yeah, yeah. just like, uh where's claire yeah basically yeah. it's like She's right there. Like I, you can see her from. She's right by the window. Like I know it's hard to see, but like if you look closely, like yeah, that's a corpse, bud. Um, yeah, and the thing is about that, like, because I feel like as a you could look at it as oh, like the killer's right under their noses. Like she's right there, yet they're missing key f- points. It could be like it's like supposed to be like a metaphor or like symbolism or something, but it also seems kind of from the killer's perspective, like unless he's intentionally trying to toy with the police, which I mean, you know, there's enough. I could see it. He is, but he also might not be. I, I think like it could, I feel like realistically, if he really wants to go unnoticed, he wouldn't have put her by the window. So then it's just 100% on the, it was just, he happened to place her there. And yeah. that's 100% on the cops. Yeah, I thought that the whole time, I'm like, well, I think I said this before, like, I thought she was in her room, and then I realized, oh no, she's in the attic when yeah. Mrs. Max saw her. So, yeah, the whole time, especially in the end, I was like, why why don't they look in every nook and cranny of this house? They know the call was coming from inside the house. Like Exactly. I mean, like, although, to be fair, at that point, they did think that uh, uh, it the was boyfriend. Peter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that that he was the killer, and it's like, well, he's dead. It's like, well, we don't need to search it anymore. We just got to figure out where the bodies are, or where, or even if there are any killers. Because at this point, um, the the sorority mom, like she, everyone thinks that she's on vacation. The only ones who know that to be false is the cab driver and who she's supposed to be staying with, and uh, like the only two other bodies that they know for a fact were murder victims like okay well they're there right there on the bed like they're they're 
they're they're on display and then there's like the dead cop in his car like they found all the bodies of the known victims that they know for a fact were killed um everything else was just like this is just a random disappearance or missing persons case that may or may not be related or they just don't know that they're missing yet I thought I looked at it as they kind of just assumed Claire was one of the victims and they just haven't found her. Whereas Mrs. Yeah. Mack, they probably aren't even thinking about her at all. Yeah, exactly. So it was just kind of a, uh, a matter of like, where, where, where in the world is Claire? Um, yeah. Where in the world is Claire Anderson? The, yes. uh, if you love where you love Carmen San Diego. Where's now Claire Anderson? Ha- yes. <laughs> Now let's go find this corpse, kids. Oh, this got really depressing. <laughs> I I I agree pretty much. Um, I do think the story and the way it's it, it kind of reminded me almost a little bit of them and how methodical it was. How like everything did seem to be kind of step by step with what was going on and the attempts yeah. to figure out yeah, I, I what's happening. See that? Yeah, I. Yeah, I he, yeah, I thought a lot of I thought there were a I, I'm trying to think. I think the yeah, I think the biggest thing that I just thought was very ridiculous was how they didn't check the entire house. And it doesn't even sound like they're because especially because they're even if they found Peter, like even if they think it's Peter, it's still a question of okay, where is he in the house? Where was he doing all this? Like and I understand, okay, as far as they think, it's Peter, so case closed. But then, where, where, where is he? Like, body? At some point, they're going to find Mrs. Mack and Claire because, you know, someone's eventually going to probably go in the attic. And as well as, you know, bodies decompose. <laughs> yeah. like Like, eventually, they're going to be found. And, you know, it's it's just... But also, he is not in the... Is he in the attic when he's making these calls? It looks like he was somewhere else. I I think it was just kind of wherever he happened to be. Like, I think at one point he made a, a couple of calls from the attic, but it he kind of just seemed to be wherever he wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, there, there wasn't really, like, any, like, rhyme or reason to, like, where he wanted and or needed to be to make the calls. It was just... As long as it was in the house, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So we're kind um, of both on the same page, though, for this. That's yeah, nice. The, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's kind of a... <laughs> that doesn't kind of, usually happen. It really doesn't, now that I think about it. It's like, or, no, wait, we, we, we've had to agree on something at some point. Or it's, I say my opinion, and then you say yours, and then I'm like, actually, I agree. I, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, uh, huh, yeah. that checks out. Yeah. Um... Wow, so this is a this is a first. <laughs> it only huh. took like what I think this is like episode twenty eight, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I never thought of all movies where we would kind of be on the same page would be a slasher movie, a movie that, for the most part, I think you would have liked the least. But it turns out this is the one that you've liked the most out of the the history of horror movies that we've done so far. I mean, yeah, so far. Um, them, them, I thought was really fun. I, I'm having kind of a blast because I'm, yeah, like I'm stepping out of my comfort zone, and it's, 
just like I, I think it's kind of like I said, it's I it's confirming that there's other elements that I look for, and I don't really because like I think I'm not again I'm not really a genre person. There are genres I like, but I look at it more as just does this offer this or this or this? Because if it does, I might like it. And this had a lot of there were a lot of things in this that I found really really fun. <laughs> yeah. Um... So yeah, I, I think that pretty much wraps up this episode. Um, I'm Kevin Tracy. I'm Samantha Tomlinson. Tune in next week where we delve into the 80s for a spectacular creature feature. Goodbye, everybody. I'm, I'm, I still can't do accents. <laughs>